Take Three Wrestling Podcast coming to you December 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Ernest H. Person, alongside Mike Bernier. Joe Lopez, Feldman, been in a two, week, two weeks uh, off. What's going on? I thought you were going to say something. I'm uh, just waiting for a more monotoned, generic ass entrance to a show. No, this is like Thanksgiving night 2.0 because, you know, we're. I just. Hey guys, I'm just here. Kind of like the fucking Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Which, by the way, thank God the Heat on that record. Yeah. You're welcome. Fucking A, Memphis. Wow. Joe, what's up? Are you awake? Me, barely, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here for the big swole retrospective. He's just smoking fine, also, too. <laughs> um, before we get going, uh, a little bit of house cleaning here. Uh, our own Mikey B here will be appearing on the Viewer's Choice podcast this Sunday night after the conclusion of NXT War Games, this is, which is this Sunday. War Games. War Games! War Games! That's the that title, War Games! Exclamation, three times. So, yeah, there you go. Um, with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and start uh, War Games preview um, and predictions. Uh, five five matches on the card. As I told Mike, um, off off air, um, I've not been following NXT last month or so. So what I'll do is I'll present the card and you guys. Say it again. Oh, we'll get there. Say one more time. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, okay. I'm not following NXT 2.0 as much as I don't want to. Uh, so I will present the card and you guys just duke it out with the information because is that a the alcohol? Mm-mm. No, Jackson is still awake, so that's not alcohol related. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the five matches here, actually. <laughs> this is the first match listed here. We have the women's war games match between Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, of course, of Manny Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Is it me? Does it feel like we're seeing in a Raquel Gonzalez at NXT. Does it feel like what? We're seeing in, in the road at Raquel. I mean, sooner than later, I feel like for sure. Right. I, I feel like if this was going to be the end of Raquel in NXT, that would have happened at something called, I don't know, the draft. Yeah. Valid. That's when we just had like a month ago. No, I, I, I'm I, getting my phone. Stop. Although, to be fair, to be fair, with the Royal Rumble coming up in January, it is a good time to debut somebody. Like, not necessarily – I don't think Raquel is going to go out there and win the Royal Rumble, but she's a woman of great stature, and she could definitely go out there and have a Kane-esque role in the Rumble and eliminate, like, four, five, ten women – 14. 14, right. Have a really big run for herself and then still not win, but still have looked great in a debut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I figure that. I guess the question really more than anything else, do, does WWE need her now? Is it, is there room for her, you know, I guess in, in, I mean, we all pretty on high on her talent, whatever. I mean, is there room for her to, be, you know, on either of the brands. 
Raw SmackDown. Yeah, of course there's room. I mean, I personally, I still think those women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown are severely lacking. So adding any more talent to either one of those, especially one that is, I, I'm not going to say proven, but she certainly is. On the road to proving, I mean, you don't get to be one of the major faces of a division in NXT without being on the road to proving, you know? Um, yeah, I'll agree. Uh, formal selection while I go take care of Jackson is I will take the Toxic Attraction uh, after Zoe Starks turns on Io Shirai, leading to Io Shirai's next year. I'm going there, too, because it, it, it makes real sense for them to win this match. I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I think Team Raquel is going to take the victory. Team Raquel? Well, Team Rockwell. Rockwell, whatever. <laughs> oh, I always feel like you're watching me. I always feel like... So that's, damn, you took my fucking... Th- fuck you, Joe. You took my thunder, dude. So let's sing it, too. God. <laughs> Rockwell, Rockwell, son of uh, Barry Gordy, who's, of course, the founder of Motown. I did not know that. You know it, you know it now. There you go. But now. The more you know... The more you know, NBC, the next match here. You have Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson in a classic wrestling hair for hair match. What's the last time we saw a hair for hair match? I don't have a good answer to that, Din. Wasn't there like an AEW match recently? Like a really like pointless match? I think it was like Kenny Omega versus. Jack Evans, you know, it was like Orange Cassidy versus, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. like Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans, correct, or something like that. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's who it was. yeah. I'll well, say right. this: I've I've actually really enjoyed this feud between Cameron Grimes and was it Duke Hudson? Yeah, I've enjoyed the hell out of this feud more than I ever expected to. Uh, it's one of the I got I to gotta give NXT 2.0 a lot of credit. I think there's a lot of stuff that felt like it wouldn't work out mm-hmm. that ended up working out really well in the last month or so in terms of feuds and storylines and things like that. And this is a big one. You know, if you asked me a month ago if we'd end up with a, a match involving one of the newer young talents of the company and Cameron Grimes, and it'd be one of the better built-up matches on the card, I would have thought you were crazy. But here we are, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. And I don't think I have a real good idea of who's going to win, either. Hmm. Uh, give me Cameron Grimes. Give me Cameron Grimes, why not? I cover on him a lot, so... <laughs> Pick whatever, Roger, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll take... No, you know, I'm going to take Duke Hudson. I think a lot of this show is going to be about building up the newer guys. So I think that, that one makes a lot of sense. That I agree with, Ashley. And you'll yeah. see as we go through this card here. Uh, but, like, uh, in terms of the hair first here in WWE, I don't think I've seen one in at least a couple decades. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Beefcake existed in that plane when I last saw that. Just saying. Right. But anyway. All right. You have the third match here. Uh, tag team match. For the NXT Tag Team Championship between Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Vogue Wagner. Of course, Kyle O'Reilly signed an extension for an extra, what, week? Or two weeks, whatever it was. Um, so his deal, I think, ends after this, uh, after this war games. Um, 
think it's pretty obvious. It's pretty easy here because the speculation is true about him leaving the leaving NXT and WWE, whatever. Um, I mean, Imperium makes sense to win. Yeah, so that's not really hard to fathom at this point. This match. Yeah, um, I guess the, I guess the bigger question here is about Kyle O'Reilly's future. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I still think that Kyle's going to end up in AEW much sooner yeah. than later, but I guess we'll see. I still think that those dark matches that like Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly had recently, those were probably tests where either they're ending up on the main roster soon, or <laughs> they're ending up not in WWE soon. Right. Yeah, I, I still see Gargano staying in the in in next in, you know WWE whether I guess called him or not. But I mean, I think if they give him, if they let him stay in NXT, he will. Right. Um. See, so yeah, I'm going Imperium here, of course. Yeah. Um. I think Imperium's probably going to win this match, also. Uh, the match is sacred. That means Imperium. Yeah, of course. <laughs> As uh, Mike is doing his probably duties while on the air. Very talented. All right. Next match here. Uh, fourth match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. You got Roderick Storm versus Joe Gacy. Huh? Who's Roderick Sturm? Let's say Roderick Strong. You said Sturm. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a fair ass. No, Roderick Strong versus uh, Joe Gacy. NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I saw a thing on... on uh... Joe Gacy a Cruiserweight? Can, can, can we all just stop for a minute and... Like, he's a cruiserweight like La Parco was a cruiserweight. Like, I, I'm confused. I saw some, like, aggregate, like, article, like, earlier today about them possibly putting this belt to rest. Really? Yeah. Why? And it's aggregate, so I'm not sure if it's even true or not, but it's... I don't, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Right. Like, Rick Martell has a website? <laughs> Rick Martell had arrogance. Uh-huh. Arrogance is its retarded step-cousin. <laughs> uh, say that word on there. Make sure you believe that. Uh, the only way I'll be okay with them taking the cruiserweight title mm-hmm. is be oh, making like a pure wrestling title, which they'll never do. No, but Roderick Strong with his whole like mixed martial arts camp and and yeah, all that stuff like it would make sense for the Diamond Mind to turn into more like a traditional wrestling title. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. So uh, Roderick Strong retains unless they decide to somehow turn 235-pound Joe Gacy into a cruiserweight with that really weird former, like, football prospect kid as his weird fucking muscle. Jackson. Yeah, I'll go Roderick Strong also. Yeah, I I, I feel like Roddy winning is the thing that makes the most sense, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks Joe Gacy might win, but I'm really still confused how he's a cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> 235 pounds. Wow. Like, it's like giving Kevin Owens a shot at the cruiserweight title. It just, yeah, right? <laughs> it just makes no sense. No, All right. Finally, the uh, I guess would be, would be the main event of this, the men's war games match between Team Black and Gold of Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight versus the future of, of course, Team Team 2.0 of Ron Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. I personally, I gotta give them, okay, credit where credit is due. Okay. Okay. Three weeks ago, when they announced that War Games was a thing, Mike and I had 
probably multiple conversations where we were like, okay, but what is the War Games match going to be? What is the men's War Games match going to be? The women's be? match was pretty The was women's pretty match was pretty obvious. Like, aside from right. putting Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai in there. Right. We figured that it was going to be Toxic Attraction and someone versus, like, Io, Raquel, and two people. Like, we kind of got to that very, very quickly. Um, but, yeah, we had a couple conversations about yeah. what and, the men's game, war game match was going to be and, like. I'm going to say one thing, right? Neither one of us came up with a old-school, right, black and gold versus bioluminescent. bioluminescent, right. I love it. Neither one of us came up with that idea, and I we, love that idea. We did have Team Braun Breaker versus Team Tommaso Ciampa. We did, yes. Which they seem to be the captains of the yes. teams. So. Right. Yes, we did go there. And I don't know, like, I like the way that this has been built. I like the little subtle ways. I like the putting together of team black and gold as you put them. I don't love L.A. Knight as part of that team because I don't feel I don't like he's either. very 1.0-ish. Right. So I agree with you on that. Okay. I don't know who you put on the team over I mean, him. Who would put on there? I mean. I mean, like. I would have. I would have had. Body. Uh, no, I would have had uh, Imperium defend against Legato Del Fantasma. Kyle. And I would put Kyle in Morgan. Yeah, I would put Kyle as well too. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you need. Here's the thing, Tony D'Angelo. We've seen three matches out of. Mm-hmm. I don't know how great he's going to be in this type of match. Right. Uh, Carmelo Hayes. I like him. He's good. No, I can't put him in the great category. He's good for his character. Uh, who else is on that team? Uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, the guy who tried to do the people's elbow in boxing shorts. Yeah, okay. Well, that one. <laughs> I gotta see that. And um, then we have obviously uh, 100, 100, 141 and one half percent chance of winning at sacrifice. Uh, Ron yes. Breaker math. Um, I don't know necessarily that I am in love with Team 2.0. Um, I, I feel like there's pieces that. You know, I just, I'm not, like, I get it. Like, you want to put new guys in there, but you don't have, like, the guys that can carry it, I feel like, from their side. So if you would have put a Kyle O'Reilly in there to go with a Johnny Gargano, you have two guys that can carry it. Then you have Tommaso Ciampa for the big for the big push at the end. And you have, um, who's the fourth member of that team? Done. Pete Dunn. Oh, yeah, you got Pete Dunn just kicking people in the fucking face. Right. Um. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think Kyle would have fit Team 1.0 a lot better than L.A. Knight. Because I feel like L.A. Knight also came in late to the party of 1.0. Correct. Uh, even even if you would have waited and done Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes at, a, like, a February, like, USA special, uh, you could have even sold me on putting Cameron Grimes on Team 1.0. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I, again, L.A. Knight is the question mark here. And I, like, again... If the female War Games match does not end with some kind of schmoz, uh, then it's going to be the men's War Game match that does. And I think it's LA Knight. I like turning on. Turning and taking out Ciampa, and he's the next contender for the world title. I can totally see that. 100% see that. Kind of thing. Um, There's like a swan song here, too, also for Team Black and Gold. Like, of these four guys, do you see any of these guys being called up within the next month or so? No. I, again, why, here's the thing, and wrestling fans are going to be fickle, and I understand that, but everyone needs to understand this. Stop calling it being called up. This is not minor league baseball. 
They look at fucking NXT for the last five years as a developmental brand and as its own thing. I don't see them doing call-ups. I think the only time you're getting people called up, Rumble and Drafts. That's it. And the Rumbles, you may not even get a permanent fucking role on a show. I don't see a bunch of people going, you know what? Let's move so-and-so back. Let's do this. Like, that was your time to do it was the draft. They moved Mandy Rose back down. They moved a couple people up. They moved Tegan before she was released. Shotzi, all them. Yeah. You know? I'm good on up and downs, up and downs. The only thing you may see would be as if Johnny does let his contract expire. He does decide to procure a contract somewhere else. Right. So if there is a swan song on Sunday, it's only for Johnny. Um, Pete's okay. going to be a part of that brand moving forward. Ciampa's one of the pillars that they're going to build and help build stars. Yeah, he's not leaving there at all. He's already said on record, I want to stay here. So That's what I'm saying. I, 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 and Ciampa is – Ciampa bleeds NXT no matter what. Yeah. Um, he has for the longest time. If If there was to be a swan song – it would have only have made sense if Ciampa would have lost the title before War Games. Right. Because then you could have gotten DIY together. Right. Which would have been which which I think is the only way you get both of them to the main roster at any point. Yeah. Um but no, I don't see a quote call up. If it's a swan song, it's Johnny. And I think that the way WWE has booked in the past, I think the way to know if Johnny is really going or not is if 1.0 loses and Johnny takes the fall. That that might be all she wrote for for you know all heart no soul the whole shebang Johnny Gargano in NXT. Otherwise, uh, see it being right. What you see on this roster right now, pretty much is we're gonna have for a little while. Minus them going out and signing someone. Right. Yes, I feel like this is their roster. This is going to be their roster. Again, you may move Raquel Gonzalez if she wins the Royal Rumble. You may move a Braun Breaker if Vince McMahon falls in love with him to Raw or something. I don't know that Braun Breaker is ready for Monday Night Raw. That's another question for another topic that's not War Games. Um, the fact of the matter is I I believe that if there is a swan song on Sunday night, it is for Johnny. Right. Um, and if this, if this is it for Johnny, I'm going to be very upset because Johnny never got the run he deserved with the NXT title. Right. Nor did he get the run on Raw or SmackDown that he was supposed to get before Ciampa got hurt, um, with the neck injury that ended up costing Ciampa the title that led to Johnny's only run with the NXT title. And, and when I think of NXT, there are chapters of NXT. Obviously, before it went to the network, it was Bo Dallas and his title run. Then it was Pac. Right. Then it was Owens and Zayn and their blood feud coming out. But to me, the guy that always will be black and gold in NXT is Johnny. Johnny, Johnny and Ciampa are, have, are the two pillars. Like, if you look up a NXT Mount Rushmore, it's like, you can go ahead and put Johnny and Tommaso in one and two and the other two spots you can have a debate about. Mm-hmm. Rock, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I just I think I look at it from the standpoint, and then yes, this is coming from probably one of the bigger Johnny Gargano fans, right? In wrestling, but right. I mean, the guy went through war after war after war after war, right? Ladder match against the Authors of Pain, the the non-sanctioned street fight in New Orleans that we were 
therefore against Ciampa, the street fight in Chicago, right, right. The, the brawl in Brooklyn. Right. I mean, the two out of three falls match against Adam Cole that he dropped the world title to Adam in, or that he won the world title in. Right. And then he dropped the title in an even better match to Adam later on down the road. Right. I mean, when you look up a guy who, like, Roman Reigns is Mr. SmackDown right now. Like, let's be cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Johnny from, what is it, oh, 2004, 17, mm-hmm. 17 to probably the rebrand. When you look at, when you look at the NXT, Mr. NXT was Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You were getting four and five star matches out of him. It didn't matter who he was wrestling. It didn't matter if he was in a six man match or if he was in war games. It didn't matter. Johnny was giving you all, buddy. Are you trying to shoot Uncle Joe? Chill. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, my formal pick will be, though, I'm going to take. I'm taking 2.0. Stop. I think, sure. I think Fighter here is the lift up Team 2.0. I'm taking Team 2.0. But, yeah, I, I think 2.0 wins, and I can see it being a situation like Mike was saying, where, like, one of. One of Black and Gold turns on Ciampa or somebody, either L.A. Knight or I can honestly even see um, I could honestly even see Gargano turning on Ciampa. I could see them maybe setting up uh, one more time with those two before whatever happens with either one of them in the roster, you know. That'd be the swan song. (laughs) I can see that. I could totally see that as a setup. I I think one thing I think that's interesting too is you got to remember the setting that they have for this show. They're doing it. They're doing it right at was it the Performance Center or whatever? Capital Wrestling Center. The Capital Wrestling Center. So you know, at the end of the day, like it's not like you have to worry about a crowd of fourteen thousand people being excited for Braun Breaker and Carmelo Anthony. That there is that the same? Really? Um it's, it's not like you have to be worried that a crowd of fourteen thousand people are gonna put them over. You have to be worried that a crowd of fourteen people will put them over. So, you know, you can you can get away with that right now in this setup. <laughs> Carmel Anthony. Look, I was close. I feel like I was close. That was good. <laughs> Basically his gimmick. <laughs> Uh, uh, like, I go on 2.0 also? Uh, yeah, I'll go 2.0, but I think it's gonna be either LA Knight or Jackson! Relax. Gargano angle makes sense, makes sense, sense though. You can get Gargano do one match with, uh, with Tommaso on the next, uh, NXT episode or. I don't know, I don't know that we need that match though. We've had so many of those matches, I think that. You'd be better off Pete Dunn and LA Knight both turning and getting DIY doing. One final, one final run of the tag. Run together. That's another, that's another idea. Yeah. You know, or maybe, or maybe you do something even crazier. Imperium retains and then Eichner and Barthel come out and Walter. Walter. Maybe Strap 1.0 and. Yeah. I can see it. All right. All right. That's your NXT Wargames preview and predictions. It is time now for, for the first time in quite a while, it's time for trivia. And here's the board, of course. I guess Mike is now the uh, presenter this week. 
The trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me get. Up, let, let me pull up the the score so I can read them off to you all at home. You, you want to do this right now? Yeah. <laughs> I want to I talk about how I'm still winning. Uh, Ernest has nine hundred, but he's negative a thousand, so he's actually negative a hundred. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Joe is at eleven hundred. He's technically negative two thousand. So uh, that sounds even more about. I need you to get it together. Yeah, and I am at twenty eight hundred positive. No negative for the guy over here. Um. All right. Let me uh, let me bring up my trivia, my look, rusty, trusty trivia question here, because you know it's what I have to do. Conversate amongst yourselves here for a minute. All right. So, Ernest, do you use shampoo on your head, or is it just pointless at that point, and you just use, like, soap? <laughs> That's a great question. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. <laughs> Don't avoid the question. Inquiring yeah. minds want to know. I do sometimes. You use shampoo? I clean it all, man. But, like, it's just skin. Why wouldn't you just use soap at that point? Right now, there's a lot, little, little bit of a... Uh... You know, stuff on top. Well, here. That's not stuff. Is that is that follicles? That's not. Follicles. I was just gonna say that follicles. follicles. Debris. I have the. I, I, I'm starting to have the whole Hogan problem now. All right. Question time. All right. In 2011. Now I'm lost. Chikara hosted a show on this day that was called Joshi Mania. Oh, I think I was at that. Probably were. I was at at least one or two of them. I think I might have gone to two of them. Which 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 city was this? I don't know. Well, they did one in Philly. They did is one it? in like fucking Hellertown or some shit like that. This is the question where you find out. The <laughs> Chikara Campionatos de Parejas were defended by the champions, the tag champions, tag titles. It was Soldier Ant and Fire Ant. Uh-huh. Taking on a tag team that consisted of one member of the current best friends in AEW and one member of NXT 1.0. Shit, I know the answer to this question. Name me the tag team that the Colony faced for the tag titles. Oh my god, I actually know the answer to this question. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. The question again was the colony, Soldier Ant and Fire Ant, we will not dis- disclose who they are because me and Joe know who they are. We're in a Campeonatos de Parejas tag title match against a member of the best friends of AEW and a member of NXT 1.0 that consisted of a tag team in Chikara. Ooh, she'd be in Chikara at the time. The question is to a- answer who was the tag team that the colony faced. Uh, I will get wagers from both of you, Joseph. 
Ernest, you're going down like prom queen, prom queen on, on prom night. Honey, get, get the shit talking out of your mouth properly next time. <laughs> Listen no, hunch. How, what's the most I can wager? All of it. I'm wagering all of it. All right. All have? So Joe is wagering 1100. Oh, wait, does it have? Okay, it, done. Positive. That's true. I'm going 100. 100. You're the worst. You're never going to get back in it by betting 100. Well, I'm not going to be. Uh, I don't think I have the answer, right answer. Okay, you answer first because I know the right answer. I was literally at this show. I'm 100. Okay, I'll say it first. Is it Roderick Strong? It was two members, bud. What? It was two members? A member of AEW. Roderick Strong is enough to be two Best friend. One member is a member of AEW's best friends. The other was a member of NXT 1.0. That means that that's two. Okay, so Roger Strong, one. Okay. Uh, Buck says he thinks Roger Strong is in best friends. <laughs> is it uh, Trent? Okay. Can I say first of all, I don't think either of those guys ever worked in Chikara. Uh, uh, I don't think Roddy was ever even in a match. I think Trent. Or, I think Trent worked like a King of Trios weekend or something. Maybe, random. Maybe. All right. The answer, and like I said, I was at this show. This was in Philly, wasn't it? Or, I don't. It doesn't. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm 95 percent sure I was at this show. If I wasn't at this one, I was at another one during this weekend. But I swear to God, I was at this show. I swear to God, I remember this match and I remember it being great. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure that the colony got the victory over the version of Fist that is friends in similar tights. That was Chuck Taylor and Johnny Gargano. Fist actually got the win, but it was Gargano and Taylor. I almost said Gargano actually the first time, but I... so Joe is now back in the positive. He is at 200. Ernest is at 800, but actually negative 1800 or negative 1200. No, and- no. I, no. Was that a nine hundred before? Or was that nine hundred? No, you buddy, were buddy. You were at you were at nine hundred going into the week, so it means you had been down eleven hundred. Now you're at eight hundred, which means you're down twelve hundred. Simple mathematics. Am I not wrong? Am I not? Am I not right? <laughs> Maths, buddy. I'm glad we don't use math in our at our job at all or anything. But no, no, no. No, we don't need that shit. Who needs the math? Fuck it. Anyway, and I lost again. Uh, let's go to my topic now next, and. Uh, we're going to talk some Randy Orton here. Uh, we will go But the last Survivor Series marked as having the most pay-per-view matches under his belt at 177. And then, um, I, I believe it was this Monday or Monday before that, he also made it the, the most raw appearances by any wrestler. Really? Yes. So, Randy Orton, of course, very accomplished uh WWE superstar, uh, 14 time WWE champion, one time Intercontinental champion, one time US champion, uh, tag team champion three times, currently right now with Riddle, um, won the Roman match in 2009 and 17, and also a 2013 Money in the Bank winner. Um, he's done it all. He's done it all. I mean, you know, we talk about Randy Orton, talk about his, his legacy. Um, I didn't have a ch- the pleasure of watching him most of his career between 2002 and 2019. Now, obviously, I knew who he was. I knew what his dad, Bob, and, and all that. Um, like, when I did in those uh, 17 years, take a little peek at times, obviously, he was one of the guys that stood out. You know, obviously, Cena's and Orton's, you know, and Lesnar's, all that. So, you knew, we knew, I knew how great this guy was. And as I look back and watch his career, 
you know, and seeing all the things he's accomplished. Like, you would never consider Randy Orton to be a tippy-top guy. Right. Like, it, like, like Hogan and, you know, Cena's and Austin and all that. But to me, he's been probably, if you think about it now, especially now we consider how long he's been with the company, to me, the most steady, like, dependable, steady, you know, we need him to hold a tile for a little while, go right ahead, you know. I always, I, I've started comparing Randy Orton in the last two years to, to use the NBA uh, comparison to Tim Duncan. Just steady, not, not, not too flashy, just, you know, although, although the RKO is fucking incredible to move, but yeah. he, this is, that guy's just steady. He's just Mr. Dependable, Mr. Fundamental, you know, like, like Duncan is. To me, he's that guy now, you know, and he's always in a, he's always in a meaningful feud. He may not be the best feud of the year, but he's always in that, you know, when you think about feuds, like, for example, best feuds in the last year or two, I, I watched, Randy Orton was always involved in at least one of them. Yeah. You know? So to me, you know, as, and as I watch his career, you know, in hindsight, and I, I you know, I started watching his run when he actually was kind of like the t- kind of like the top guy for a little while, 2011-ish. Oh, yeah. He's been a Christian at the time. Dude, he was, he was incredible. He was just incredible. Um, so, like, to me, like, you wouldn't consider him as a tippy-tippy top guy, but top 10? Top 15? Yeah, maybe, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I do want to get you guys' thoughts on Randy Orton, just, just to kind of talk about his legacy and this, what he means to the company and what he means to this pro wrestling as a whole. I think it's interesting because his career has spanned long enough at this point that we've literally been able to watch him. And, and for those of us that are like in our thirties that have been watching wrestling since we were kids, he might be the first career outside of maybe like an undertaker or somebody like that, that we literally got to watch from the beginnings all the way till now where it's still going, you know, like he literally, cause even Undertaker, like, let's face it, like there was those years as mean Mark Callis and WCW and stuff. So it was easy to miss some things. Orton started in WWE, you know, he started in OVW. He started or Florida championship, whichever one of those he was in. Right. He got his beginnings there. He got his call up to the main roster very young. He was the youngest world heavyweight champion, you know, at one point at the time. He definitely, we got to watch him. And that's the funny thing is that you can look at very distinct points in his career. Like, I remember when he was the young up-and-comer, legend killer, fighting The Undertaker, fighting, you know, all those kinds of guys. Flair, Hogan. All of that. I remember that very vividly. I remember his, like, first, like, really shitty where he was, like, the closed caption TV, like... Yes, oh, like, oh my God. the Randy, Randy News, Orton Network. News Network. Yes. Oh, my God, it was so bad. When he was first injured after yes. the first debut. Yeah, that. You want to know the funny thing? That injury is the only major injury... Yes. ...that I remember Randy ever having. Mm-hmm. When I think of Randy Orton, I think of Cal Ripken. Ah, that's a good one. Calrican played like three thousand two hundred and ninety fucking seven consecutive games. He never missed a day for like almost like twenty yeah, or, seasons. Or is the same man. way. He's there every He's the game. Iron man. You need him to have a feud with, you know, with with Riddle against insert random tag team here. He's for it. Right. You need him to lose to almost in thirty seven seconds to get almost over. He's for it. You need him to have a good match against Dolph Ziggler so everyone remembers how good of a wrestler Dolph Ziggler is. He's for it. 
Like, no matter what you need from, from Randy, it's like... And he's versatile. All right, let's yes. do it. I can be a face this week, I can be a heel next week, and no one's going to know the difference. And he's one of those guys that you can put into feuds that have nothing to do with the title. And then you can also put him into the title scene if you need to. You know, look, if you look at the last couple of, like, two years of his career... You know, you had that long feud with Drew McIntyre for the belt, and then that eased its way into a feud with Bray Wyatt and, and The Fiend. And that's really the, the, the last, like, the first time in a long time that I know Randy won the title. Yeah. was even, like, really involved in the world title yes. picture. But that's something, oh. like, like, if, like you, you have to go back to, like, over a year ago at this point yeah. to get there. Correct. But it's not like he hasn't been one of the main focuses of the company, even since he last fought for the title well over a year ago. You got him into that feud with The Fiend. You mm-hmm. got that whole long storyline that got us through most of the pandemic. You got him then into with this whole thing with Matt Riddle, and you've ended up with them being, honestly, one of the most fun tag teams in WWE in a very long time. This is the point of the show where I tell all of you that you're fucking idiots. Because everybody thought Orton was going to turn on him in two weeks. So, I digress. You're all but you know what the funny thing is? You also still know at some point they are going to break up. At some point, Orton probably is going to turn on Riddle. And sure. we're still going to get a hot feud. Sure, but everyone thought it was going to last like oh, two yeah. and a half weeks. Yeah, we exactly. Going for like six months. Right. But I'm just saying, like, this is another thing, though, where, like, you can now keep Orton away from the world title for another year. Or another six months. At least another, like, at least another three months. Right. Because you're going to get them losing the titles probably at day one. Right. Maybe that's, get them fighting each other at WrestleMania. That's going to lead to them having a malfunction at the junction. Right. Obviously, there will be something where maybe they eliminate each other in the Rumble. Uh-huh. We'll both probably be in the Elimination Chamber match in February. Right. And it leads to Riddle versus Orton at some type of match on one of the nights of WrestleMania. Then that feud will go its separate ways, and you can put Randy somewhere else. You know, and then you can you can move Matt into something more dynamic, like maybe another U.S. title run, I think the or maybe even well, depending, yeah. on, depending on who's the champion at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like if we're coming out with a mega power one thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I th- then you have the ability to make some moves both directions. I, I think the real concern here, with, when it comes to Orton and Riddle, those guys look to seem like they're having so much fun together. Yeah. I don't know that I want them to break up. Right. I don't know that I want them to feud. I almost would rather them just like, all right, we lost the tag titles. You want to go do your thing? I'm going to go do my thing. If you ever need any help, you know where I'm at kind of thing. Right. And they just kind of go do their own thing. Like, I don't need a riddle Randy Orton feud. Right. Because Randy looks like he's having more fun doing this than he would feuding with Riddle. Right. So I, I almost would just prefer that it just be like, bro. Bro. I mean, it, it is a, the predictable option to go, obviously. With it's, them the same, it's the same route to go. The same, yeah. like, you know. It's, it's a safe route to go because you can automatically pencil that in to fill one of the matches that you're going to have to on fill two on two nights. And like, it could be a great match. Oh, for too. sure. Oh, absolutely, it could be. And him riding the scooter down to the fucking ring and, and, and Jerry roll on that long-ass ramp. Yeah. Yeah, fans are going to eat that with a fucking spoon. You know, here's one thing that I wonder while we talk about Orton and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, at this point, he's been around, what? Like, 20 years. 2003, 2004. Right. So we're almost going on 20 years of this man in WWE. Correct. Like we've said, mostly injury-free. Never really been gone for that long a period of time. He went and filmed the, the, the one movie that he did. 
the Marine yeah. Seven or whatever. He got dinged up at the beginning, and he may have he may have had one or two like, "Hey, I'm going to take a couple weeks off to go right. meet my wife because she's having what? a kid," or the, this, that, and the other, like the vacation. But he's but, never been gone for like never, years, and it's, and it's never been like, "Hey, I just blew out my ACL." Right. I'm going away. It's never anyway. been. I have concussion problems. I'm going right. away. And the funny thing is, like, so he's part of the generation of wrestlers. But the, the big four of this particular generation of wrestlers are him, Cena, Brock, and Batista. Do you agree with me? I'll give you three out of four. Who's the fourth one? Who would you give the fourth I don't know that I would put Batista in that one. Okay. I would probably... See, I'm looking at, like, the guys that came up from OVW at the same time that all became, like, kind of the big stars of the company. Because here's what's interesting, though, right? Of those four guys that I just named. Like, like, like run with me with he's you. He's definitely in a Mount Rushmore of the last 20 years. No, but this isn't a Mount Rushmore no, thing. This isn't, this isn't this a Mount Rushmore thing. I think, I know, I think follow, I know what you're Follow talking. me here, right? You had these four guys come up around the same time, 2003, 2004, and they were kind of earmarked in a lot of ways, maybe not seen at first, but he got there, mm-hmm. as the future of WWE. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I don't know what they had in mind for the future like of WWE in terms of like length of time. Because let's face it, look, back in the days in the 80s, when you made a guy a star, you were like, we might get six good months out of him, and that, that's it. Right. And then, you know, you get into the 90s and stuff, and, yeah, you get guys like The Undertaker and stuff, and it's like, all right, well – we may have a star on our hands for who knows how long. I don't think they expected 30 years out of The Undertaker, you know? I agree. So I don't know that they expected 20 years out of Randy Orton. I don't know that they expected 20 years out of any of these guys. But here's the funny thing. If you look at it, right? Cena, gone, become a big movie star. Like, he'll always come back. WWE will always be home. But he's not the guy that's sticking around. He's not the Iron Man, yada, yada, yada. Batista, same thing. Went off, did movies. Batista was always a was a bandit on a bullet hole because he was like thirty five whenever yes. he got caught up. To the yes, game. exactly. Yes. He was playing. He was playing against the the hourglass. Before. Yes, and that's and that's the only reason why when you look at the four pillars of like these are the next big things. Yeah. like that's the reason why I don't know that I'd put Dave on that list because Dave was someone they strapped the rocket to immediately because they knew they were working Limited against time. the time yeah. barrier. Not not nothing against Dave because right. I I love Batista. Right. I, he had probably one of the best entrances in all of wrestling with all mm-hmm. the pyro and the fucking, you know, all that fun stuff. Right. Like, I love Batista. You'll never hear me say a negative word about him in ring at all. Right. Like, he, you got the most out of him for as long as you could. Who would but, be a fourth guy, though, Mikey, if, if you had to put a fourth guy in that? See, but my, but the four that I'm leaning towards is more younger. Shelton building like Shelton would have been one if he and even when he left he went to New Japan and did stuff and he came back like Shelton is someone that I thought they would build around like him and Haas is the world's greatest tag team before Haas went fucking completely fucking crazy um he was one that I would have probably leaned towards um now I'm trying to remember there's like honestly like this is gonna sound really weird because they were still technically there. Like, I would have thought that, that he would have found a way to get something out of Jindrak and O'Hare. Yeah, I can see like, that. Like, I would have put them on that list of, yeah. like, oh, yeah, these are going to be the guys that he wants to build around. Yeah. It didn't help that Jindrak and O'Hare both were not great wrestlers. No. Nor do they seem to actually give a fuck about wanting to be wrestlers. Right. But, like, like obviously, when you look at it 
post-date, like, obviously Batista's on the list because of what Batista went and did. But when they all got called up together or when they all got acquired from WWE or WCW when they closed, like, I would have been, like, Jim Jack and O'Hare, Cena, Orton, and then uh, Brock. Brock, right. Right. That like that would have been my four because right. I'd have been like, okay, we got it. We got a couple of young guys that could be a tag team. We got the fucking Cowboys' son. We got the fucking next big thing, and we got the dude that's wrapping so, his ass off. So here's a question. Um, okay. I don't know if this could be the end of the topic or not, but I think it's worth exploring. I won't think topic. Okay. Do you think that Orton could transition into being one of these guys that? Pops up every once in a while for like a month or two. Nope. Or you think he needs to be the Iron Man? You think that's if, his contribution? If Randy is going to be there, Randy is going to be there. Okay. I, think, I think if Randy makes the decision to not be there, Randy is done and does not want to be there. I, okay. I don't. I don't think that it's. I don't want Randy to do that. Right. I think Randy is programmed like his father is and was when his father was in the in the in the ring. If I'm here, I'm here. And I'm going to be here every day. And I'm going to be here night in and night out, town in and town out, mm-hmm. getting as much heat or as much cheer as I can. And when I'm done, I'm, done. I'm not wrestling anymore. If you need me to come be a coach, right. you need me to come do stuff in the backstage area, you need me to come be the GM, right. you need me to do other. But if I'm, if I'm taking the boots off, you're not undertaking me. You're not bringing me back So every year for a SummerSlam card. Let me ask one thing before we go to the next topic. I mean, all time. I mean, I, I'm obviously I, I don't think you'll have one on your all time Mount Rushmore. However, he's a lot closer than I think you you would think. Right? No, no, no. I agree with you. Top ten, fifteen, easily. I will snap put him in my top fifteen with an argument for my top ten. Agree. I'm, I'm in the same position too. Absolutely agree with you on that one. I will snap. I will snap put him in my top fifteen. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> And, and, and I think there's a legitimate argument. Like if you bad. if you went and list 15 wrestlers and then went and did the research on like their careers, mm-hmm. like you could make an argument for him. Like if you took five wrestlers and you took five wrestlers and I took five wrestlers mm-hmm. out of a, a agreed upon 15 wrestler thing and we ranked the 15 of them based off of their careers, right? Which is something we may be able to do, right? We did discuss that actually. There's a legitimate here. argument. Once you start tailing back, well, he never missed any dates. He was never hurt. Right. He was always there. Right. He has held the title like 14 times. Yeah. You know, things that aren't getting talked about. Like, like those are things that like, yeah, he's got a strong resume. Yes, he does. Like, yeah. yeah, Taker's on that list. Hogan's on that list. Flair's on that list of, of the debate. I don't necessarily know that I'm not considering putting Randy ahead of one of them. 100%. I can see that. It's like I said, with, like, uh, I was using Tim, the Tim Duncan I example. I consider him against uh, over Hogan. Yeah. Valid. I'll give you that. No. Just, I was like, like, I was using Tim Duncan, you know, example. You know, lunge, you know, steady wins the race, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan was never flashy, never, you know. No. Tim Duncan, it, Tim Duncan it, I don't know if you guys rank things, but he's in my top ten. He's in my num- like number seven, number eight on my list of all-time players in NBA history. So, Randy he Orton, in that, in that probably, he's probably he would probably end up in my top fifteen, right? Top fifteen to top twenty. Like I don't necessarily know that I could get him to ten because you it's still have Magic, you still have Wilt, you still have Kareem, you still have Jordan, 
you know, it, it might be tough to get him to, to 10. But if he was going to be in the top 10, he would be 10. Like, I don't think I could put him any higher than 10. Let's say Randy Orton had kind of the same vibe. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's incredible. And the, the, the longer he does this – and by the way, he's, he's in 20 years next year, not all three. Next year, two. Oh, wow. So – well, I always I always say 03 because he got hurt that first year. Yeah. And that first year was kind of a throwaway after he hurt his shoulder. Right. That's kind of why I always say 03, because it's been like almost 20 consecutive years of in-ring work. Do you think they make a big deal out of it? Do you think they do like 20 in the Orton coming in? I, I mean, if I was them, yes, 100% I would. I, th- I, th- I think they will because they, they look for excuses to do shit like that anyway. It, de- it depends. It depends on where they're at with Randy as a character. They'll do it if Randy's a face. They won't do it if he's a heel. So if you do it, do it early next year then. They normally never do that kind of shit whenever someone's a heel. Right. Like, they'll say it, like, on the show, but there won't be a big, like, oh, look, here's Randy, and he's in his 20th year this year. Let's right. give him a round of applause. Like, you don't get that whenever. No, of course all righty. Joe, in the yeah. this week? Okay. Uh, let's make it real quick, right? So, okay. Cody Rhodes, you're, you're, you're trailblazing the way for mixed-race marriages and mixed-race babies. And this week, you trailblazed so hard that you set a table on fire. And then you try to put it out with your whole-ass body. And that looks like it hurt. Don't really love that for you, but I love that for you. Do you say whole ass body or whole ass body? I said whole, but whole works too. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> the whole spot was stupid. It, it's unnecessary. You don't need yeah, to do that. You believe you, me that Tony Khan is just booking ECW. You don't need to invest any more in the match. Like, I've been saying this for at least a couple of weeks now, and and then they broke out a flaming table spot, so I feel like I've been justified even further. Okay. They, they, know, they, they know they can do it. And I'm like, you, know, oh, you, know, you know what I love this week? The fact that they're so dumb enough to book a street fight after having a street fight on the last show and having two street fights on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You know, what's better than a fight? Street fight. And what do you bring to a street fight? A, a flaming table. Oh, yes. That you do a back suplex thingy-majigger through the t- I was hoping he was going to try to hit crossroads. <laughs> That's what I was going for. And he somehow turned it into like a knockoff version of Finn Balor's 1916 fucking Super yeah. And it looked awful. And the fact that somebody on Twitter, I think it was MLJ, the announcer for Game Changer, okay. goes, oh my god, Andrade hit Cody with sliced bread through a flaming table and, <laughs> and somehow lost. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? And and you sit here and have the audacity to text me. Oh, this was entertaining. No, it was awful. It was unnecessary. The whole stipulation was unnecessary. How the hell do you have a street fight between fucking Cody and Andrade? Because Andrade hit him with a hammerlock DDT on the outside. What do you mean? Eat dub. That was awful. A E dub. Hey, AEW trying to entertain the masses, man. I guess. All right. So speaking of AEW, can we go to my topic? Yes, go ahead, brother. Okay. So we sadly found out the news this week that 
AEW will not be renewing the contract of one. Uh, I believe her her full name is Rosalina Swolinski, also known as Big Swole. Also known as Ariel Monroe. <laughs> also known as Ariel Monroe. I was close. Um, so, as you all know, if you've been a long-time listener of Take 3, I am a huge... <laughs> Swole. <laughs> I, I'm a gigantic Big Swole fan. Not really, but like I no. did, I did enjoy her. Um, she reminded me of when I used to go to WNBA games with my aunts when I was a kid. Shout out to New York Liberty. So I starting at the guard, I'm seven out of Providence. Big Swole. Whoa. So like I'm just saying, like that was the thing. Um, I've never been to an NBA game, but I've been to like at least a dozen WNBA games. I don't know what life is. So anyway, all I'm saying is I felt like it would be appropriate for our show in particular because of all the love that we poured upon her mighty swollenness. I felt like it would be, it would be on point if we gave a, an AEW career retrospective. Of, of Big Soul's time in AEW. So we're gonna go, we're gonna do a deep dive here. This is, this is where you hit the leave the memories alone part for the rest of the, hit it. So, oh, yeah. but, but, but before you begin. Okay. And, and this is the only, ne- this is the only thing I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Where was the Twitter outrage because they decided to not renew a contract? No, but see, she decided. That's the same thing. parted ways. That's the same thing as firing people. But, your point is that'd be valid. As I said, that like, same shit again. Open. Let's. My name with a beat drop. Swole. Yeah. Swole. Yeah. Swole. Yeah. Swole. Yeah. Swole. boss, hold it down in this whole world. Nobody do it better in this whole world. Never lost on the ground as she on top. This whole world said so the name when the beat drop. Swole. First of all, let's all take a moment to remember this fact that will probably one day end up being a Jeopardy question. Homegirl was in the May Young Classic in 2018. I did not remember this until as, I was as Ariel Monroe. This was her pre-swole days. She lost to like Raquel Gonzalez or something. She lost to Zeuxis. I don't know who the fuck who? that is. That says Z U X I S. Put that name real quick. That is, she is, is she, is that Eddie Guerrero's daughter? <laughs> La Diosa Guerrero, no, Guerrero, not Guerrero. I don't know who she is. Oh, she's a CMLL lady. All right. Anyway, so Big Swole, we're, we're going to go this match by match for her AEW career. So yeah. sit tight, grab some popcorn. We're going to be here it's gonna five be fun. minutes. It's going to be fun. We're going to be here at least five minutes. Um, so. Her AEW career actually started as part of the Casino Battle Royal on August 31st, 2019. Royale. Royale. During the All Out 2019 buy-in show. She was part of that match. She did not win. Okay. You guys have any great memories? But every time I say a match, please feel free to add your great memories of this classic. Uh, What I remember from this match is the fact that this was... uh the, the, the looking at them going, oh my god, they didn't sign Mercedes Martinez, they didn't sign Nicole Savoy, they didn't sign Priscilla Kelly or Tino Dashwood, and Nyla right. somehow won that fucking match. Right. 
Whatever. So, okay. Speaking of Mercedes Martinez, she teamed with Big Swole in a losing effort to Allie and Sadie Gibbs on the October 30th, 2019 episode of AEW Dark. That is Swole's second match, first one outside of a battle royal. Quite the classic there. Shout out to Mercedes Martinez, um, another NBA, WNBA player. Um... After after that, sorry, uh, I'm using cage match. All all I remember from that is um, somehow Sadie gives us a heel. I don't know. Yeah. So on on November sixth of 2019, Big Swole appeared on the next episode of AEW Dark in a losing effort to Ernest's like third favorite wrestler of the female variety in AEW, Hikaru Shida. Oh. oh, he threw Shida. She then followed that effort up a week later with another losing effort, this time while teaming with your favorite alien and mine, Chris Statlander, taking on Riho. And, oh, God, not that hoe. And <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker, the MD. Right. So. Went on up. Week. All I remember from that match is that she didn't have the DMD gimmick yet. Right. The following week on the 8th episode of AEW Dark on the 20th of November 2019, 11 minutes, 13 seconds, Big Swole taking the big loss to Shayna. Anybody remember Shayna? She was nope. like the New Zealander. Or yeah. No, uh, not New Zealand. Um, Like South African. I wonder if she's someone who like the pandemic kind of... Uh, I think I follow her on Instagram. I'm going to look. I feel like she was decent. Like the one or two times I saw her wrestle on Dark. I'm going to look, but I'm still trying to figure out who this uh, ZX is. So here's a big one, though. Big Swole makes her Dynamite debut on the 11th of December in 2019. And this is actually around the time where she officially gets signed with AEW. This is when her, like, AEW career starts. And you can tell because she actually gets a win here in 10 minutes and 33 seconds against none other than Ernest's fourth favorite female wrestler in AEW, Emmy Sakura. Wow. So her first win was against the fucking Freddie Mercury wannabe. Yes. Great, guys. Hey, way to book that women's division, you fucks. So we go from her big debut on Dynamite right back down to Dark. We're there on January 15th of 2020. She gets a win in 7 minutes and 32 seconds against Diamante. Fellas, memories and Diamante. I remember that match. I actually, actually, actually remember that match. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I do actually remember that match. You know what I remember about that match? It was there. Yeah. So, okay, all of this buildup, you know, we, we got Big Swole out here winning a whole, like, three matches. That's so that she could get herself a loss to Nyla Rose on the January 29th episode of Dynamite. Way to, way to build Swole up there, guys. Um, luckily, she follows that up with a win on Dark on the 2nd, I'm sorry, on the 12th of February. Fucking cage matches German, uh, like, yeah. whatever. Uh, she gets she gets herself a win back in that win column. She gets herself a big win against... Christy Janes. Jane says. So Sorry. We, we got we got Swole back on Dynamite now on the 26th of February in a four-way match. She is not the winner, 
She is one of the losers. She is alongside Shayna and Yuka Sakazaki taking a loss to Hikaru Shida. We follow that up. Sh- Shana was Portuguese, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's uh-huh. random. So we follow up, we follow that up with Big Swole getting the big old win against Leva Bates on an episode of Dynamite on the 4th of March of 2020. Remember when Leva Bates was a really good wrestler and people should have actually pushed her and instead they turned her into blue like... Blue pants. No, no, no. Even when she was blue pants, at least she was like... She was over with that NXT wrestling. crowd. Yeah. But we turned her into like some backstage librarian trainer thing and yeah. that, that's just awful. Swole's back on Dynamite a couple of weeks later. By a couple of weeks, I mean two months. She She's gone for some random reason. There's no dark. There's no dynamite for her. But she's back on the 28th of May. Oh, well, I guess the pandemic just started uh, around that. Yeah. So on June 1st, it was announced that they didn't renew Shauna's contract either. Oh, shit. Okay. So um, we'll have to do a Shauna retrospective one of these weeks. So... We, we, we get Big Swole finally back in May. I'm assuming the pandemic had something to do with the kind of long time between her appearances. But she didn't she, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She was like, but I'm saying like she had a disease and then like the pandemic, like, right. So you're staying home when you're like immune compromised. But she's back on the 28th of May in a losing effort to Nyla Rose. Uh, at Daly's place, where now the majority of her career will take place from here. In what? In, in other news, what are as well? <laughs> we got a couple of big dark wins for her. Though. Oh boy! On the tenth of so June. Excited. On the tenth of June, we've got Swole with a victory over Danny Jordan again. Oh, was that Christy Jordan last time? No, no, no. That was Christy James. Oh. The only thing I remember about Danny Jordan is she comes out with the Mean Girl Burn book. Oh my god, that's amazing! And she came. And she came out on an episode of Dark. I don't uh, know if it was that one or not. Okay. But she came out and did the Jingle Bell Rock, the dance that they do in that movie. It's pinned on her Twitter. We'll <laughs> Good enough, yes, I know. Yes, you're welcome. Um, she, Danny, if you're listening, which I know you're not, uh, great wrestler. Keep it up. She then follows up again about like four weeks later. I don't understand this. Like, let's have Big Swole appear randomly. Well, no, 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 no. Remember they did those like. Marathon Big string of tapings and then True. just chopped it up. So, so uh, she's back now on the 1st of July in 2020 with a win over Rache Chanel. Oh. Do you, know, do you remember I that remember is? her. She came out with, like, the fake-ass, like, scarf over, like, like over her hair, and she was trying to be bougie. I remember <laughs> her. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It was so bad. So, uh, we're, we're following that up. We're, we're back on, let's see, we're, we're back on TV here on the 29th of July mm-hmm. as part of the AEW Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament Semifinal. Wow, I'd almost rather stick my hand down a garbage disposal. Unfortunately, Big Swole and her partner in this match, who deadass is listed as simply Lil Swole, I don't know who this that is. That was Red Velvet, I think. Was it really? Was it Red Velvet? Ernest, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Was she a little <laughs> swole before she was stirring it up? <laughs> so, so the the swoles, the swole family, if you will, the Swolinskis. Oh no, no, it was Nicole Savoy. Oh, okay. So Sorry. the 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 swole family taking the big L here to anybody, anybody. Uh, Doc 
Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Nope, so much worse. Fuck. Um, Diamante and Kira Hogan. Nope, so much worse. Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. Nope, so much worse. I give up. Penelope Ford and Allie. Allie and Brandy Rose. They were the Nightmare Sisters. Wait, was that the, the tag tournament they were started? No. Oh my god, fuck my life. This cannot be real. Uh, on the same show, and I should have read this one first, so, um, kind of fuck cage match for having these oh, in they the won, order. They won, like, a quarterfinal they match. They won the first round match. Right. The Wolves, they beat Leva Bates and Rache Chanel. Oh, cool, they beat a librarian and fucking the Chanel wannabe knockoff. All right, cool, good talk, guys. Glad we had it. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Uh, Big Swole back in singles action with a big win over Reba. Not, uh, not, 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 not. Not Rebel. No. Not Rebel. And also not Raquel. Uh, Reba. I get them confused. I'm not going to lie. A minute 38 seconds at Daly's place on I, the 30th I can, of July. I can confirm that that match went a minute and 36 seconds too long. But this seems to be during her feud with yeah, yeah. Britt Baker because... And, and you know what happened during that? Britt hurt. What? They tried, they, they tried to put Baby in the corner. Yes. Nobody put Baby in the corner. So, Hold on, Ernest. What's that reference? It's, it's uh, fucking Dirty Dancing. But it has something to do with Swole. Yeah. What is it? There's something about Swole that has to do with that. What is it? I'm gonna I, don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Her finishing maneuver was named Dirty Dancing. Really? The, really? Wow. the elbow. The elbow. Because she spins him around and then blasts <laughs> him with the elbow. She called it Dirty Dancing. Oh. <coughs> He's the, he's the fucking. You watch you watch way too much big swole matches, Mike. All right, oh, I, I just listened to commentary because Excalibur is a fucking really good commentator. All right, so swole now getting a win, believe it or not, nope. in a three-on-one handicap nope, match. I don't believe it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. On the twenty-seventh of August of last year, she's got a victory over here against none other than Penelope Ford, Reba. And Dr. Britt Baker on an episode of Thursday Night Dynamite. I, I, I can't believe. They were giving her the little push. How, this how random long, little push. How long did that match go? That match went two minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, I remember from that match? The first 50 seconds. I remember the entrances when Penelope Ford did a split. That's all I got. We then follow that up with... Oh, we're really doing this, aren't you? Oh, does this does this end with yes. them in that fucking? This is like, it. This oh is it. God. It's right here. Oh God! It's the tooth Jesus. and nail match on on the All Out 2020 pay per view, and Big Swole's got a big win here. It's the 9th of September of the 5th of September of 2020. Do you remember? Oh my God! No. And it, it was this it, may it have was been Big the worst, Swole. This may have been officially the worst cinematic match of all time. It, it was Big Swole with the victory over Dr. Britt Baker. That was the thing that happened. It's kind of crazy to think. It's kind of crazy to think in a world where we live in now, where Big Swole no longer is with the company, and Britt Baker is like the women's division. That there was a time when Big Swole was out there beating Britt. It feels racist. If you haven't watched this match, don't. Okay. So next on on the 18th oh, of September, mm-hmm. uh, Big Swole. No, oh, that's not AEW. Okay, skip. Um, so next on the 25th of September, we've got Big Swole with a victory on Dark over Skylar Moore. Um, um I, 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 nah, yeah. Yeah, no, that match, two minutes, 58 seconds. It was, it was probably, it was probably two minutes and 59 seconds longer than it needed to be. 
So up next, we're back on Dynamite, where Big Swole's got a victory over Serena Deeb. There you go. And this all seems to be on its way, you know, her getting this big win over, over Serena and over Britt. It's on her way to a women's title match, believe it or not. Seems to be her only one in, in her run. Rose, right? Nope, she lost to yeah. her. Sheena. Uh, on on the 14th of October on the Dynamite anniversary show, kind of a bit, not not for nothing, but as much as Swole isn't necessarily, I think, going to leave the biggest legacy in AEW. She had her moment there where they kind of did actually push her as like one of the major acts of the division. Was it because the division was lacking? You think, or just like I mean, uh, you know who also had their moment? Lil Swole, no. Rio. No, 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 no. You guys are thinking wrong here. Left an imprint on the on, on the wrestling community. Zack Ryder, whenever Caden pushed him off of a fucking stage in a fucking wheelchair. But that was god-awful, too. All right, so now we're back. It's the 4th of November. Big Swole with a big win over Tesha Price. Two minutes, 50 seconds. How the hell did she meet Fisher Price's daughter? What the fuck is you going know, on here? Tony Khan's a madman. Up next, she's got a victory over Kylan King. Oh yeah, I know her. She she was part of like the little like swole crew. It was like yes. her red velvet and swole after they fucking wrestled each other yes. thirty seven times. And you then know, you know what I remember about her? During one match, she had like war paint over her eyes, and I was actually gonna ask if she was trying to be William Wallace from Braveheart. But whatever. So let's go. This next run of matches. Is it possible that this topic might be the longest top segment of the entire episode? It's fine. It's fine. We need this. This needed to be done. Someone needed to. Someone needed to do this. Perspective, baby. Uh, And Lil Swole. Maui from Milano. Like, let me tell you, you're welcome. So okay, Big Swole now with a big run of victories here. I'm gonna list these off really quick. Hold on. If you use Big Swole and. Whatever. Thank you. I might throw your phone. <laughs> All right. Quit making a big deal about it. So, we got a run of medium-sized victories that all add up go. to something big. Hey, there and you go. Right, so here we go. I'm going to just list them off real quick. Um, feel free to stop, comment on any of these talents if you actually remember who they are. All right. All right. What's going on out here? Exactly. We've got a victory over Vipress. Don't care. Uh, Lindsay Snow. Uh, she's the Bloodsport champion. She's actually really cool. Cool. Um, so Swole and Serena Deeb are here with a victory over Diamante and Ivelisse. Uh, Ivelisse decided to go rogue. Yep. Uh, she's got a victory over Alex Gracia. Alex Garcia? No, it says Gracia. Uh, I think she goes by Garcia, but whatever. What? Uh, she's got another victory over Skylar Moore. I don't know if that's another. (laughs) Um. Sailor Moon. Big Swole and Red Velvet, this is Ernest's favorite tag team in AEW history, getting the victory over Leva Bates and Maddie Re- Redkowski. Maddie Redkowski, yeah. Okay. I think I think she could actually be someone that if they actually use, because she's really young, I think she could actually be really good. Okay. So now Big Swole, six-woman tag action, uh, Big Swole, Kylan King, and Red Velvet. Uh, Swole, Swole Nation. Yes, Swole what? Nation. With the victor, is that, was that a thing? I don't know. Oh I'm my god, it. that needs to be a thing. I'm so sad Swole Nation will never be a thing. I'm just gonna go with it. Alright, the what? Swole Nation with the victory over Ashley Vox. What? Tell me, Tell me Exo. Exo. Oh shit. That's the C-Stars. And, and Ver, Vert Vixen. What? Vert Vixen, that says Vert Vixen. What? 
characters and all right, Perk Plus with the fucking okay. uh, other member of that team. Yeah, coming at you. It's we're in 2021 for the record here, so we oh. don't have further to go. Uh, we're in March 25th to 2021. Just got a big victory over Jasmine Allure. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, up next, Wool and Red Velvet. We're back here with Swole Nation, Nation with the victory over Amber Nova and Queen Aminata. What? I think I remember the Queen Aminata just being like a Nigerian queen, and it was like really weird. And was she like the the female version of Nana, like Prince Nana? Yeah, Masia's flavor. <laughs> what? Was she, was she eating the the shrimp cocktail? The, the... the shrimpy cocktail. Do 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 do. Big swole. Um, and, and swole he's, he's Prince Nana's like illegitimate second. Yes. By the way, I want you to know that he's like he's like barrister, like Ferdinand. Oh my right? god. Big Swole and, and Kylan King out in action again. Take they, they got the victory over Ashley MK and Steph MK. What? I feel like they must be a thing. What? I know. I'm saying. You know, deep dive on the AEW women's division right now. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley MK and Stephanie MK? It just says Steph MK. We're yeah. going to all right. Buddy, we don't need any more Little John on this episode. All right. Big Swole, Red Velvet, with another victory over Maddie Rinkowski and Nyla Rose this time. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. What? Big Swole and Red whoa, Velvet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't disrespect Mikey Nichols and uh, <laughs> Shane Thorne. The mighty don't kneel. <laughs> The fuck do you mean? So, wait, wait, speaking of, speaking of, Big Swole and Red Velvet with another victory, this time over what is now listed simply as the MK Twins. So I guess that's the thing. I don't know. I, they're a tag team. WWE signed them. You need more women's tag teams. Um, you have a little problem understanding the English language. So Big Swole now with a victory over Megan Bain. On episode did 87 she, did of Dark. She come out, did she come out wearing the Bane mask? Yes. Go, I mean. uh, Swollen Velvet back in action here with a victory over Jasmine Allure and Vervic, Vixen once Allure. again. Um, for the oh. record, I think the rest of her career at this point pretty much takes place at Dark. Those, they look like Tamina Snuka, just like times two. Okay, so um, shout out to the MK twins. We don't know who you are. Um, so up next, now you can't sit with us. We're, we're in the last ten matches of her of her AEW run here, so like you guys, like we leave the memories alone. We got this. We got, we got seven minutes left. We got this. Okay, and and most of this is on AEW Dark, which means you've never seen it. So Big Swole and Kylan King with the victory over Maddie Rinkowski and the Bunny. That's the thing that happened. The only good part about watching the bunny on darker elevation is when Eddie Kingston is on commentary. Eddie just calls her a psychopath the entire time. Oh my god, it's great. Um, Big Swole. Now all those matches I just said, pretty long victory streak. There, she was probably like thirty-seven and zero by the time that was all done for the year. Yep. Um, which didn't matter. Nope. Uh, now she's here on dark elevation. Teaming with her Swole Nation sister, Red Velvet. Swole. But they've got the loss here. They're in the L column, losing to Nyla Rose and the Bunny. Uh, shout out to the Bunny, who apparently can be a tag team with anybody at any given time. Uh, I love that for you. Uh, do you, so, do you have a pulse? Yes. Do you want to be my tag partner? Yes. Real Bunny conversation. Okay! 
Cole and Kylan King with the victory over the Sea Stars on the 4th of June episode of Dark. I will say that intern Mark from the Three Count Wrestling Show was devastated about that match. <laughs> Up next, we've got Swole with a victory over Sahara 7 on episode of Dark. I like that name. I think that's a cool what? name. What? Uh, she then is eating a loss to the bunny, this time Sans, a tag team partner, on Dark. And then she also eats a loss to Diamante on the following episode of Dark. So we're really, we're at the end of Big Swole's big run Wasn't here. lost to Diamante like the two out of three falls thing? Uh, it does not say two out of three falls. It just says, it just says Dark, episode 99 of there, Dark. There might be another match that they have that was like a knockout, yes. a knockout match. Or yes, something. yes, yeah. it's coming up. It's I watched that up. match. I'll talk about that one. It's coming up. Okay. All right. It's, and it's, it's her, technically, that's like her second to last singles match right. in AEW. Um, the, so we got, we got the bunny beating her, Diamante beats her, and Diamante and Nyla Rose with a victory over Big Swole and remember, Julia Hart. I remember Diamante, like, cheating to win, like, a lot of these matches leading to this, like, hitting her with brass knuckles. And here, and here we are. Loaded it's Loaded chains, stuff like that. It's the 3rd of September of 2021, yep. um, so long ago, so, so many moons ago, and it's the three strikes match. Yep. That's what they refer to it as where Big Swole does get the victory over Diamante on this episode of Dark in two to two two falls to one. Yep, yep, yep That's yep. the thing that happened. Yeah, it was like the first, like, you, if you win a fall, you, you can win the first two via pinfall, but the third one had to be, by like, knockout or something. Yes. Yeah, uh, what I will say is that match was actually really, really good. It was a really fun match. It was a quick match, though. I think it was only, like, 11 minutes or something. Yeah, know. 10 minutes and 4 yeah. seconds. So, like, so they get through three falls pretty quick, but it was a fun Three falls match. So if you have any interest in going back and watching probably what was best the best big swole match in AEW, I would say go watch that. On uh, dark, of course. You might be able to kick that on it while you wait for your uh, Uber. Yeah, that's totally possible. Um uh in the end, Big Swole's career, 0-2 in casino battle royal matches. Uh she appeared in the all out twenty twenty one casino battle royal. She did not win. Ruby Soho won. Oh my gosh! And 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 we're finally we're at the end here, guys. Leave the memories alone. Big Swole goes out with a big win over Alley Catch on episode 109 of Dark. That was on the 11th of September of 2021. Um, 9/11. That's that's weird. And 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 we will never forget Big Swole. And that was the end of her run right there with all, AEW. All made, wait, wait a second. You made it possible not to forget her now, you motherfucker. <laughs> all I'll say is about her final win <laughs> against Alley Catch is that uh, Bussy is fine. Alley Catch and Effie are fine. That's all we need to know about. So that, that, that is Big Swole's AEW run. Oh, my God. The MK Twins remind me of, like, the knockoff, like, Dollar General female version of Usos. I see it. Okay. Also, like, the SAT. I see moment. it. So a little moment of silence is Big Swole. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you, realistically, what do you guys think will be Swole's legacy in, in AEW? Is it Swole Nation? Is yeah. it? 100% Swole Nation. Swole Nation. What do you think, Ernest? This. Swole. 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 Swole.
job. Talk to slick, I'ma hit you with that pop pop. Won't stop even when I'm at the top. This is one world, so my day with the beat drop. In all seriousness, I think they had something with her. Oh, I I think that she's more than anything, she's a victim of someone who was better than the majority of their female roster at a time when their female roster was complete and utter garbage. And so she got put into a position where she needed to get pushed harder than she probably was ready to be. I think that if she had shown up around now, when the women's division is a bit more fleshed out and stuff, you could have actually given her time to build up. And maybe by the time when she got to Dynamite, when she got to more main roster stuff, maybe she actually would have been more of a success because maybe she would have had more under her belt. I, I, I think they needed her at the time that they were pushing her. I mean, like, look, we, we literally stumbled across a random, like, really, really big Britt Baker feud followed by a world title match and all of that. And then it just kind of goes away. So, like, they used her when they needed to in the moment that they needed to because I don't think they had anybody else to slot in there. No. But at the end of the day, like, I think if you had done more stuff with her, like the Diamante stuff on Dark mm-hmm. and, like, leading up to, like, that match and stuff, you had, you had, you had built her up more, you could have had actually a big star on your hands. And I, I will stand by that. I think Big Soul had big potential, and it just it, it, it didn't get met. I agree with you. All right. Let's get the rest of the week. Let's do it. Let's go first. I'll go first. He's a guy who hasn't been there since the Greatest Royal Rumble and came out and cut a promo at number three on his. So do you really think I care? Because the week before, he gave it to fucking two guys who did a promo. So, yeah. I mean. Number three is Edge. Fuck. Number three is Edge. Welcome back, Edge. Good promo against the Miz. Number two is Wait, back. Hold on. Well, hold on, hold on. How do you give Edge points when you don't give Miz points? Miz returned two. Yeah. You insensitive I, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Number two, I'll go to the guy who... Rock is modern life. Yes. He kind of looks like like the fat head. Yes. Like the neighbor guy, 100%. like the dad, right? 100%. He totally does. No question. Yep. Number two, this guy got a title shot at the day one. Uh, okay. Kevin the Owens. guy going to lose the fall at day one. Absolutely. Kevin Owens. Get some love right can now before you leave the company. And number one, of course, the guy went fell through a table to a fire because whatever, he won the match. Cody fucking Rhodes. Alright. You just somehow tried to turn a flaming table to through the wire by Kanye West. No, but originally the song was through the fire. Like that he he sampled through the fire to make through yeah. the wire. Joe, what's your list? Uh, okay, so my number three is going to be the aforementioned Big Swole, because, like, gotcha. RFP Big Swole's AEW run. Gotcha. I wish we had had more. Big Swole, okay. Um, my number two is, I'm, I'm going to rip off your top two, because I feel like those make sense. <laughs> uh, my number two is Kaylee Ray for her big victory over somebody. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. One well, Breaker. And Braun Breaker, number one, for his huge victory over Johnny Gargano. I mean, that's a bigger victory than Big Swole had in her entire AEW run. And, and Braun Baker's – Baker. He's very early in his is NXT that, run. Is that, is that Brits? Like, yes, oh, yes. Cool. Braun Breaker, he goes, me, 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 me. 
Oh God! He's like, he's like, I'm Ron Breaker. Me, me, me. All right. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, at number three, I have a man who went to war with someone that we thought would retired him uh, earlier this year. Uh, give me the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. He defeated Ricky Shane Page in a no rope barbed wire lumberjack match to win the H2O title that he then vacated because it's his company and he wants other people to actually have a shot to win the title. So he vacated the title immediately. So, okay. Well, 440H, which is Paige's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. group, was like kind of like running roughshod over that company. Okay. So he wanted to be the one that like dethroned okay. Ricky to win the title. So he won it and then now he's giving it back. Uh, at number two, I have Kaylee Ray winning the advantage for uh, Team. EO or Raquel or whoever the fuck wants to be. I don't care. Raquel. Raquel. Um, but EO is the one that came out and said, Whoa. Ooh. So, and at number one, I have Ron Breaker. It's Team EO. If he says War Games, it's Team EO. Fuck that. So, do we, we don't have an updated listing, do we? No, because Joe's, Joe's real life. <laughs> Joel, you're fucking worse. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, you gave me your list like 45 minutes before we went live, so I mean, you're just fucking false. At least I, at least I warned you, <laughs> buddy. Warn me or not, it didn't mean I had shot to do it. I thought work all day, anyway, I can't tell you. <laughs> then our bosses decided to extend our our time there by four hours. Not four. Well, remember it was 2 p.m. and still six. Yeah, that was because there were talks of us starting right whenever they went live. You guys didn't start till one o'clock. Right. All right. So. Um, Anything else? Any final thoughts? Um, also, oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna break this. Gonna, whoa, 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 whoa! You got breaking news? Uh, kind of. Wait, 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 wait! wait, 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 wait let, me, let me do my thing. Hold on, do my thing. You know. Is, is this about a signing? With- oh, okay. Unbeknownst to one, Ernest. Uh, myself and Joseph had a conversation probably two weeks ago. We're going to do something different in the year uh, 2022 for our wrestlers of the week. What we're going to do is we're going to have each of us are going to rank three three wrestlers to the table each. So there's going to be nine total wrestlers up for voting. And we are going to power rank the wrestlers based off of how they did that week. And then that's how we're going to give, assign them points moving forward. Great. More work for us. <laughs> you know, more work for me. You just have to read results and actually stay updated on wrestling for the first time in your life. So, by the way, every time there's a good New Japan show, make sure you put three New Japan guys in there. So that he's either forced to, or that we know that that's going to be his bottom six, okay, and man. and his top three are going to be uh, Mandy Wankowski, uh Mike Wazowski, and Lil Swole. and Lil Swole. Yes, agreed. We'll, we'll we'll work out the kinks between now and then, but we only have <laughs> three weeks left, and I know the last week of the of of that's going to be basically our our award show, so we really only have like. One real show left because yeah. I know Christmas. We should, wear, we should wear tuxes for that fucking award show online. I, I will not wear a tux, but I will wear a shirt and tie. 
It's a good idea, isn't it? I will go formal. Award. You want to go formal? You want to do it? Let's go I'll, formal. I'll, I'll wear my. Um, I swear to God, if you say your birthday suit, I'm going to punch you dead in the throat. I was going to say my little swole, my swole nation gear. No, no, no. no I, I, we're done. The show's over. We're not doing this shit. Joe. Fucking A. You fucking porn star. Anyway. Ain't on Big Swole. Anyway, like I said, that, follow that up. should be your porn name. Can 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 tonight's episode be titled "Well, it's no. the Big Swole"? No, War Games, War Games, War Games. No, fuck that! It's I the Big like, Swole. I actually like War Games, War Games, War Games. <laughs> war Games. Oh no! Instead of War Games, Swole Games. There we go. Swole, swole Games. Uh, again, follow Mike also to the, uh, Sunday night after the conclusion of NXT War Games as he'll be on the Viewer's Choice podcast with our good friend Tim, Tim, the Tool Man, not the Tool Man, Taylor, rather. Man. Uh, our, our brothers at, uh, Three Count Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, follow Joe on Twitter at SugarJLo or JLo Sugar. JLo Sugar. Motherfucker. They call me Burn Twitter for Mike. Yeah. For me. Uh, fellas, good show. Welcome back after two weeks and we'll see you next week. Swole. Swole.